This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Draft Fest. We are at Rouse's Market on Airline and the Bar. Download the Rouse's Shopping app and get free curbside pickup on orders, $35 and more. And what began Thursday night with the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trayvon Walker is now just about over. That was the first pick, the Georgia Bulldog. And now we are at pick 262. Well, and, and now, Hawson, uh, Mike. Uh, calling y'all, y'all both, Mike. Uh, okay. There's only two of us here. We'll answer it all. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we know how to answer. So you know we were talking about, uh, I don't know if, if I'm pronouncing it right, the Kent Lee Platts relative athletic score metric, which gives the player a score 0 to 10, scale relative to testing numbers, size, and position. Mm-hmm. Pinning scored a 9.96, which ranks sixth highest among amongst 1,000. 216 offensive tackles since this, they started this data tracking, and it became available in 1987. Yep. That was the first winning season. Uh, that was a strike here. We won 12 games with the Saints. <laughs> so if that's the – I don't know. How can you not have success when you look at that? Now, the Who That Nation loves this quote. Penning said, there's not many – he, he, he ain't that humble. I don't, you don't need to be humble. Just kick ass. You know, if you can back it up, so what? You know what? You don't want him to be passive. I think Andrews Pete is too passive. I'd rather Andrews Pete be more like this. You know what Penning says? There's not many offensive linemen who are as physical as I am. Just the combination I've got of power, strength, athleticism. I think I'm going to bring that to New Orleans. Who, who, who's against that? But who, we say, Hell yeah. That's the kind of son of a gun you want. Now. To show you how the Saints are structured. Brock Purdy, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah. Who becomes Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. We'll get back to it. Go uh, ahead. Brock, oh, the, the quarterback. The yeah, quarterback Iowa from State. Iowa State. He struggled against is that, Louisiana Lafayette, Is that Lafayette, perfect though? in this draft where the quarterback doesn't yeah, yeah. go until the 20th and, and pick and, and the then nothing until, the, you know, the after that third round, and yet here we are, Brock Purdy, a quarterback, gets Mr. Irrelevant in the and, year that, that may be with irrelevant quarterbacks. We don't know. Right, right, right. We and, don't know. And, and think about it. Last year, Grant Sturd got picked, Mr. Irrelevant. He played in every game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, wow. All went, 17 oh, games. The right. Saints teams. are ready. Let's well go. done. Let's hear from Dennis Allen. So, um, uh, you know, I, I think we, we, added to our, we added to our depth. We added to uh, our competitiveness on our team. Um, and and felt like we added, you know, both defensively and and in terms of special teams, added added some value to our team. Did y'all try to trade today? Um, well, we sat around for a little while with the with the fourth round, um, and uh, I, th- I think every every time you're getting close to your pick, you're kind of looking at things you could do, move up, move down, any of that type of stuff. And so uh, all those things were on the table. But but obviously, again, um, kind of like we did uh, yesterday, we felt like when we got to our pick, our, our guy was there, and, and we went ahead and just stayed there and picked him. Um, no, I think it's just – it's really just based on how the draft goes. Um, and so um, – Obviously, day one, we felt like there was a guy we wanted to go up there and get and felt like we needed to go get him. Um, and, and we felt like in days two and day, day three, we, we felt like letting the draft kind of come to us. And, um, and, and that's kind of the way it worked out. Who's the first Jackson brother? Um, what did you like about him? Because he's at a position where you all have a lot of young guys you've drafted over the last few years, and yet he saw a yeah, um, well, we, we felt like he was an athletic player. 
Um, we felt like he had a lot of the qualities that, that you guys have heard me talk about in the last couple of days. I mean, here's another guy that's, um, you know, really tough. He's smart. Uh, he's versatile. He's highly competitive. He was a two-time captain there. Um, and so, um, you know, we felt like he was somebody that fit into our system, can do some of the things that we're asking him to do. Um, and, and also there's a, there's a, you know, special teams vision with the player. And so, um, we felt like there was a lot of things that he could provide to our team that, uh, you know, would benefit us. Is he somebody you look at at all the linebacker positions? Or you specific yeah, well, look, I mean, I think really with all of our guys primarily, you know, we're, we're kind of looking at what can they do from a stack back linebacker position. So um, kind of a Mike Will vision for the player and, and uh, um, you know, felt like his speed was something that we, we – we really, we really like. Just overall, do you feel like you've addressed all the needs that you needed to in these three days? Well, look, I think we've we've addressed a lot of needs. Um, you know, this is a process that's. I don't know that this process ever ends. You know, you're always looking for ways to uh, improve your team, and so, um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get up here pretty soon, and and, and we're working on. You know the college free agents. We'll go through that process, and then we'll evaluate where we are after that, and um, see what else we need to do to try to help our team. So, I, I don't think that's a. I mean, that's a never-ending process. So, with our and possibly some veterans coming in after this process is over. Yeah, that that door is always open. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into those things, but but certainly, um, if there's a player out there that we feel like can help us, and we feel like it makes sense for us. Uh, we're going to go try to do it. How many college free agents do you all replace? I don't know exactly what that number is going to be. I mean, I, I think I think the ultimate thing is if we feel like there's a college free agent that can help us be better, then then we want to do that. And we're not trying to sign numbers just to sign numbers. We're trying to get guys that can help help us win. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think there's, yeah, I think there's some quality guys that are out there. Um, and, and so I think it remains to be seen who, who we're able to, to, to acquire through free agency. And um, I know that's something that our guys and are going to be hard at work on, you know, over the next hour or two and, and trying, to, trying to find some guys that we feel like can help us. He's more of an interior defensive lineman. Um, again, great kid, um, highly intelligent, uh, you know, graduate of the Air Force Academy. A um, lot, of, lot of really good qualities about the player. Um, really likes some of the things he can do from a pass rush standpoint inside. Uh, speed, explosiveness, um, size, length. Those are some, some of the athletic qualities that we really like about the player. So. Um, Felt like he was somebody that, that could come in and, and compete um, and, and, uh, and develop and can help us, you know, as an inside defensive tackle. What was your approach to the quarterback position in this draft? Were you pretty confident that the board wasn't going to line up for you guys at that position, or there, there were scenarios where that might have happened? Um, look, it was all part of the evaluation process, and, and it was all part of seeing how the, the draft played out. And, and uh, um, Certainly didn't feel like that was a position that we had to go try to address. Feel good about where we're at at the position. And, uh, um, you know, so we evaluated the quarterbacks and the way the draft played out. We felt like uh, that wasn't something that we needed to go and do and, and uh, thought there were some players that could, could, uh, could help us. Um, obviously, you had a lot of conviction on Chris Olave since you traded out five spots to get him. Uh, I know Jeff Duncan reported kind of a healthy debate in the room between him and his defensive tackle. You don't have to go into it specifically, but is that, I mean, you couldn't ask for two more different positions and two different guys. I mean, does it, it, does it come down to a philosophical <coughs> what, what would help us more when you, you know it? Well, I, I think this, I think, I think a couple things. I think number one, you know, we go, our scouts are watching these guys and grading these guys for the entire year. Um, and then after the season's over, let's just call it from around the combine until now, 
you know, the coaches get highly involved in the process. And so this, this is a process that takes a, a lot of time. And we go through, the, we go through grading all these players. And, and so you really, at the end of the day, you try to stick to your board. And then, you know, if you have a couple of guys that are, that are graded in the same area, you got to make a decision on what you think is best for your football team. Running back situation complicated by Alvin's court date being so late and not knowing what discipline might become. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think that has any effect on us right now. Are you comfortable with your depth there, or might you look to add something? Well, again, am I comfortable with the depth? Yes. Might we look to add somebody? Yes. Um, but we might stay put. Again, like I said, if there's a guy out there that we feel can help us, then we're going to try to do everything we can to go get him. Yeah, how is this process for you just going through being a head coach? And is it pretty natural anything you learned? Uh, just, just how it was? No, look, I, I, think it was a, uh, I think it was a good process for me. You know, obviously, um, I think this is year seven for me being back here. So I've kind of been through the process here and understood how we were going to go about doing things and really not much changed uh, from what we've done in the past. Um, uh, you know, certainly there's some, uh, you know, being part of the final decision process uh, was probably, you know, a little bit different. But, uh, uh, but overall, I think it's fairly similar to what it's been like here in the past. Did you take advantage of any of the extra in camps or, or things you were allowed? Uh, or, or well, yeah, so we, we, we didn't go out on the field and, 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 and practice. Um, uh, you know, just felt like and feel like this time of year, um, the number one emphasis for us should be getting our bodies right uh, and so strength and conditioning has been the primary focus. We'll get into some football activities starting on Monday. Dennis, what do you think, uh, you think y'all kind of excelled in the, the post-draft free agency market in the last couple of years? It seems like every year you guys get a player out there that can be really helpful for you. Well, I, I think the biggest thing um, – is I think we've, we've done a pretty good job of identifying uh, the types of guys that we're looking for, um, whether it be from a mental standpoint, from an athletic skill set standpoint, uh, from a, a football intelligence standpoint. I think just having a clear vision for how we'll utilize a guy um, gives a guy a chance to come in and have success. And so um, I, I think that's probably the reason why we've had some success uh, both in the draft and in free agency. Well, look, it's a collaborative effort. You know, um, uh, we you know, we've gone through a million different scenarios of who we would take in certain situations. Um, and, and we also, we trust the, the process and we trust the, 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 the grades that we put on the players. And so um, it, it, there's, not this, there's not a lot of huge debate as to what we're going to do. We talk about a couple of different players um, and, and then we we kind of collectively come to the decision that we think is best for, uh, for the organization. And so, um, you know, there's not a lot of, like, you know, huge debate on what we need to do. There's, there's discussion, uh, certainly, uh, but there's not a lot of huge debate. Well, look, you know, there's some there's some positions where we feel like we've we've added some pieces, and so um, the 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 sense of urgency to think that we oh well we got to go out and and uh, and try to acquire somebody uh, you know as a free agent is, is probably not not the same as maybe it would have been 
you know, a few weeks ago. I think that's just kind of how the process goes. You, you start with the free agent process. Um, that goes along for a couple weeks. Things kind of slow down a little bit. You kind of get through the draft, and then you reevaluate where you're at and, um, and, and see if, if there's anything you need to do to try to improve your team. I feel really good about where we're at as a team, um, and and so um, uh, you know certainly we're always evaluating, um, but I feel good about the guys that we have on our team right now. All right, guys, appreciate it. Thanks. Saints head coach Dennis Allen. As we actually talked earlier about that, he would be probably be a man of few words as he came out. And I mean, he's, he's, he's quick. He's yeah, to the he point. was to the point. He's yeah, to yeah. the point. You know, the, only, the thing that impressed me the most was that, so they start with seven overall picks. They end up with just five. And he goes, you know what? We're not just going to sign people to sign numbers. You know what I mean? It's yeah. get, get people to help us win. That's well, the, you know, you had 15 draft picks. Yeah. Who cares? Well, it's not like they, they don't want camp bodies. Uh, right. They, they want to get someone. I think it's the same case in free agency. Yep. Uh, they want someone that might be a long shot but has a chance to make Bob, the team. Bob, right. Bob, you'll like this, and it's not official, but they've come to terms. That means you ain't signed them yet. But Abram Smith is a guy that caught my mind. He's uh, a running back from Baylor. He set the single-season Baylor rushing record last year, over 1,600 yards. Now, this is his first year at running back. He well, was there's a lot of upside there then. No, he was a linebacker, special teams guy. So you know he's tough. And Dave Aranda swung him over and said, you know what, we need you at running back. And he got 1,600 yards. And first year as a running back that's in a, that's college. A, that's unbelievable. And so he's also a really good receiver coming out of the backfield, short, kind of a shortcut guy. And then uh, Joe uh, DeBlanco, uh, he has started the last two years with the Cincinnati Bearcats. He led the team in tackles. What was he before? He was a special team standout, and Mike will like this. He was the team captain. <laughs> <laughs> so we have nothing but leaders. That's, that's true. I mean, we you know, got nothing so but didn't leaders. draft. There's another Bearcat, didn't draft him, but he, he, he could have been in that. You know, if the Saints had had another six or something. Yeah, but he used to have like 12 no, draft picks. Like, like for instance, Danny right. Abramovich. What was Danny Abramovich? 17, 17, 17. He used to have 17 yeah, rounds. Look, Wyatt. Who came later? He was a seventeenth round. Yeah, pick. so that, that's why it, you know it's a limited amount of play. That's why free agency. No, the guys can still play. The Blanco though is a guy I saw play a lot. He's a big thumper. He's he's a Mike guy. Uh, he's six foot two and a half, two hundred forty pounds. But the fact that he was a standout special teams guy, and then he starts the next two years, leads the Bearcats and tackles the the last two years tells you something about they say hey that guy can play and abram think about abram one year as a running back and have that kind of production he broke the single season rushing record for baylor now and and who knows we might need him i want both your opinion on this because it got pushed back to august 1st training camp is gonna already have begun alvin Kamara. Okay, you know, it's uh, kind of like David on Yamada, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. So the push you back, think, the, the push back, that, this is just the start of the process. Okay, that's August what I mean. 1st is the start. So, so Hawes, do you think that all of a sudden we could be in a role that could start the season? Yes. And then the middle of the season he gets yes. suspended. Yes. So we got to – I hope this Baylor cat works out at running right, back. because <laughs> August 1st, he hasn't even pleaded yet. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, let's don't get into the legal process. Right, right. We, the answer in my world is it's going to take some time. Well, the only reason why I brought it up because that's why I'm looking. We didn't draft a running back, right. so now we got a running back in free agency, and then you look at Ingram uh, and how we're going to lean upon him. But, but that that's one area. Uh, now, I, I guess when uh, Kamara does, uh, you know, I heard, I heard a coach say this, uh, that uh, when you do get suspended as a player, you know how they almost treat it? Like uh, like he's hurt. You hurt. Right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the same thing, like David and your mind, oh, he got hurt and he's right. out the out first six, six games. games. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So do this. They've what, also Mike? come to terms with Rashid Shahid, who is a wide receiver, punt returner, kick returner from Weber State. You know what his nickname is? The Speed. I love it. 
How uh, about that? Yeah, yeah, he don't want to nickname the slow. It just, so, shows, so you, speed, it just then, also it? shows you how much it's changed. The draft would end, and then we'd on Monday or the two days it would take to get under. Now, well, now it's they like want spontaneous because they want it. They want the it out there. Yeah. They want to like, hey, look, we got these picks, and boom, these could have easily been draft picks, whatever. I mean, it's just it's and just a change. He was the he's the only player in the history of the Big Sky Conference. He won all Big Sky honors at three different positions: punt returner, kick returner, wide receiver. And 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 wow. and, 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 and Hoss, you know this. Hey, That's hey, pretty good. You, be, you being a James Madison uh, alum and fan. The Big Sky, University of Montana, the Grizzlies, and yep. that, that, that's Weber one of State. the, the, that's yeah, one of the better them. conferences. Oh yeah, so yeah, one, yeah, the, the, one of the division. I, I, you know, you're yeah. right. Those schools, the Montanas, and you know, uh, uh, James Madison, they, North Dakota East, State, East Washington, right? You know that? Yeah, yeah. That's you, all. You don't want to see them on the schedule, right? Well, at yeah, least not early because they can upset you. Let's do this. Oh, we are. We're still waiting on Mickey. Still waiting on Mickey. Okay. Okay. Didn't realize that. So. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back, hear from Mickey. We'll give our final thoughts after that. But we are waiting on Mickey Loomis. He kind of started the draft with a little pre-draft press conference, and he will wrap it up for us as well. 621, we're at Rouse's Market on Airline and Bar for a few more minutes. Bobby hey, Aver, hey, Mike Dettelier, draft fest. And see if Mickey says take something. Take a break. Mickey says, uh, we're going to All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Rouse's in Draft Fest 2022. Mike Oss, Mike Dettelier, and Bobby Aver. We are awaiting Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis to come out and give his post-draft thoughts. We've already heard from Dennis Allen. And let me just recap it as we wait for Mickey to give everybody just it was only five guys. I mean, the Saints started with seven and then the trade up to get Chris uh, Olave from Ohio State cost them their third and fourth round picks. But he was the 11th pick, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. And then the 19th pick, they had 16 and 19. They stayed at 19. Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, the offensive tackle. And then did not pick until the second round, about the same position, the 49th position overall. Alante Taylor, the Tennessee cornerback. And then, as I said, off. And the no third-round pick, no fourth-round pick. Did pick today, the fifth round, uh, the Jackson 2. Pick 161, DeMarco Jackson, the linebacker out of Appalachian State. And then at 194 in the sixth round, Jordan Jackson from the Air Force Academy, a defensive lineman. So that is the Saints draft class of 2022. Let me just pull up real quick because I'm. It's, it's a, it, it does feel like a – a small class, so to speak. That's uh, why, Mike. I think you you'll see them sign double digits. And as Michael said, they've are, they're already busy free agent wise. And the, Bobby will love this guy. The, the Saints have come to terms with uh, Auburn safety Smoke Monday. Smoke. Smoke Monday, Bob. How about that? He, and he went to Carver High School in Georgia. So, so wait, Smoke Monday? Smoke. Why not Smoke Sunday? Wait, m- Listen, m- uh, Bob, m- I, m- I didn't question him all no, that. Now, that's what I'd ask him. Okay, I understand the smoke. Because, you know, that means the smoke is usually smoking somebody. That means he's fast. Now, I, maybe he do it on Monday. We need him to do that on Sunday. Well, he was, like, he like was, smoke he was Sunday. a big-time track <laughs> athlete. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tell me where where Carver High School is in in Georgia, Mike. I, I do not know. I, I don't recognize that oh, as, okay. as as, as down. I don't recognize that as a metropolitan school around well, Atlanta. They, they won the class five A. Uh, what they win the semifinals? Yeah, they, they could be like, you know, Atlanta's so big. Mike, you could say well, you live he in says Atlanta. His hometown is Atlanta, but yeah, Georgia. but you could be like eighty miles apart. You know, they got like a 285 that goes all around. I ever told you that story? No, it's another story. Uh, okay, Evan the Holyfield. And I got plenty uh, of uh, uh, so, so, so here's Evan the Holyfield. Can I go to the wine session? Uh, okay, get a okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, Evan the Holyfield, uh, you know, the boxer, everyone knows. Yeah, and, of they, and they wants me to go, uh, to go to his birthday party. Okay, I'm going to go to his house. You know, Evan had like 12 kids and, uh, you know, the house full. And I think a few wives and all that. But anyway, so come to his birthday party. Now, Evan the Holyfield and myself, we both say, yeah, I live in Atlanta. Do you know, for, now, I lived in North Atlanta. He was close to the airport in, in, in Fayette, uh, Fayette County. From my driveway to his driveway was 62 miles <laughs> away. Going, going beyond Baton Rouge. <laughs> yes, and, and, we both, and we both say oh, we yeah, live in we Atlanta. Live in, you coming by today? Yeah, I'll swing by after work. Yeah, so uh, 
to go to his birthday party. Not traffic to mention traffic. All. Yeah, it, it, say. It, 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 by it helicopter. Took, it, it took me like uh, two hours and a half to, to get this house. With no, the, traffic. Lord. <laughs> the other guy that come to terms with is tight end Lucas Crow. Um, he was a second team All SEC tight, uh, All ACC tight end. He caught thirty eight passes. Because we were year. talking about a tight end. Now say this again, Mike, because I, I wasn't paying attention. Because Lucas Crow. Lucas Crawl, and he's, and he's from Kansas. How about that? And he played uh, for the Chapel Hill Tar Heels. Who? No, he played for the Pitt Panthers. Oh, the Pitt Panthers. And from Kansas. And Whoa. he selected the Saints over. Guess who? The Steelers. Ooh. So he's not going with his college quarterback. Whoa. Not going. With, and he, and he actually started uh, his college career. Uh, he was at University of Florida. Oh, and, and then he transferred, transferred to, to Pitt. But what, what it jumps out at me, he caught 38 passes. Six of them were touchdowns last year. So, so I mean, that means it has to be a good red zone. Only, out of every six passes, yeah, is a touchdown. He, red zone target. Kenny Pickett trusted him. Right. But, man, I got a better shot to make the Saints. I look at that tight end roster. Oh, well, well, that, that, I got that, a better shot. Uh, yeah, look, uh, Kenny, uh, I love you, and uh, I like our relationship at, at Pitt. But uh, I gotta make but it I like you, you make it. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to look, take advantage of my best opportunity. Now, how big is he, Mike? What is this size? Six five. I think oh. 260 pounds. Oh, and so th- that looks the part. Now, no, th- if you're recruited by Florida, yes, I, I, and, yeah. uh, I know one thing: they ain't taking no two star recruits. So, so Mike, <laughs> that'd be a shame though. If he's six five, two sixty, he has to be able to run like a little bit. You yeah, think he, he knows how to get in the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you, come on. Please run run back uh, run block a little bit so you can set the edge. I mean, because when you think about a running play and and it, look how the Titans are structure and all that, because no, they uh, looking for guys that yeah. can block. Well, okay. So when you think though, like um, like like uh, a run play and you are a tight end, you, like LSU's been having this problem. It's like a liability. They can't set the edge. No. Because when you have a tight end, and it's a running play, you like a tackle. <laughs> you know who you got to block. And what's your responsibility? So, yeah, that's what I think's missing compared to, like, I mean, I played with two of the best run-blocking tight ends ever in oh, the history. Yeah. With Hobie Brenner and John Tice, oh, my God, they used to dominate people. I told you the story about Ricky Jackson. Ricky Jackson said the games – Ricky Jackson, Hall of Famer. He said the games are easy compared to practice. practice. Going against Hobie Brenner, oh, my God, he goes, I can whip all those guys, those other teams. Hobie's the hardest guy I'm going against, and that's in practice. You don't see those blocking tight ends like that anymore. No, no, no way. So the Saints had five picks when we were talking. It feels like it's the way it's been the last few years. They had five picks in 22. They had seven to begin with. In 2021, they finished with six picks. In 2020, they finished with four picks. In 2019, they had five picks. picks. So, I mean, this, this is a franchise that has been win now. Win now. You know, and that's the way it's been since the 2018 draft when they had seven. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, so and, and, it's just the way it's been. Hey, Hoss, and I, and I uh, in my opening statement, my uh, State of the Union for the Houdat Nation, always do this before the draft. And uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, to show you uh, how significant the Saints are, okay, I got to find this in my notes because uh, I brought this up. And uh, yeah, uh, and I'd said this, uh, like, I, I don't think the Saints. You know, we'll package to move up, get a quarterback because they are still in the win-now mode, and the future is still now, the 2022 season. And to prove my point, since 2000, okay, that, that, that's, that's uh, over two decades. Since 2000, that's over two decades. New Orleans has had only one year worse than seven and nine. So that's basically 500. They're not winning two or three, four games. Uh, they've had only one year worse than seven and nine, and that was the infamous Katrina season before Sean Payton got here. In 2005, they went three and 13. And when you when you look at that now, so think about that. That's why we just reloaded. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, that's why uh, I don't know what's. I, I still think the team is kind of like still proven differently where we were last year. Can we get the double digit wins? I've talked to uh, Deuce about this. I still think we're right there on the cusp. Uh, uh, of being like a nine and eight 
Uh, ten and seven type team. No, they're better. I just think they're better. But, 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 but nine and eight was with four but yeah, but different look, starting quarterbacks. But, but, four. Okay, but look what. Oh, no oh, NFL team had to do that. Okay, but why? No. Why would Las Vegas go have the over and under seven Sean and a half to Pate. eight? No, I told you. That, that's what I'm saying. I get it. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm just uh, saying this is. A, I thought we were talking about just this is a better team. I've had, no, I don't. I don't look at twenty-two and go. Well, they're nine and eight. They're in that nine and eight, ten and seven. I think this is a much better team. That nine and eight team last year with four different starting quarterbacks. Again, no NFL team started four different. And, and, and a foul defense plays like it played last year, and I think it will. And our offense, I don't know how with Michael Thomas coming back, how we cannot be better. So that's why I don't know. Like Vegas, even what I was showing, Peyton Pete Carmichael's called the plays when Sean was out in Bounty Gate. We had the number one offense. Right. Well, Dennis Allen is defensive coordinator. He's yeah. coach. You look at the players they drafted. That, you, I, if, if I told you, if I just showed you the players and said, Sean Payton drafted these guys, you'd go, okay. Yeah, yeah. You would, you'd, nobody, would, you would, nobody would bat an eye. No, I, I, th- that's why when I look at Mike, I, you know, I was seven and a half, now it's eight. If I'm telling the Houdat Nation, I'm still saying uh, bet the over. Me too. Uh, that, that the Saints. I, Mike, I, I don't see how – now, eight, that, that's a little, I, I don't see how they cannot, uh, if they're training in the right direction, to be at least nine and eight. And now, I, 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 I think they're good enough to be double-digit winnings a season, which would be ten wins, and you're in the, then you're in the postseason. You know, so. Yeah. The other thing, guys, uh, they also have come to terms with DeMarcus Field, uh, who is a, a former track sprinter. He has started four years at Texas Tech. Uh, but, Get your guns up. Uh, man. Uh, he was a 100-200 meter track guy. He finished fourth in the state of Texas in both events as a senior, and he was also a triple jumper. So you're talking about Oof, a guy who was a, a triple really, jump man. Man, you you talk about a really good athlete, and he's got good size as a corner also. So man, he, he started 12 games last year, 11 games last year. For Texas Tech, and he had a few injuries, but he's a 5'11", three-quarter, 200-pound kid. But, man, what I like to see about speed. Yeah, 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 because, because you can't coach speed. you got to be born with that. Yeah. Now, you might be able to develop and get, get a little, little faster, faster, but, but, uh, but you, that, you that has to be born. Yeah, yeah. You can't get you and I fast. No, yeah, 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 fast yeah, yeah, no, no, you have to be – that's something that's natural. Like you can get coached up, but uh, speed kills and uh, – yeah, the bottom line, if you fast, you fast. If you slow, you slow. I mean, that that usually doesn't change that much. Yep. <laughs> we are awaiting uh, Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis to come to the lectern to speak to us. We will take a quick break, and we will come back and hopefully have Mickey and then our final thoughts to wrap up Draft Fest 2022. Mike Hoss, Bobby Aver, Mike Dettelier, take a quick break. We are live at the Rouse's at Airline Highway and Labar here on WBL Radio, AM, FM, and Dot com and the Odyssey app. Welcome back, Mike Oss, Draft Fest. Let's go right to Mickey Loomis at Saints Camp. And the assets that you have, and and uh, you know we gave away some things in the future, and, and and I didn't really want to give away anything else. There were some players that we liked. Yeah, maybe in a different year we might have tried to go get, but um, we were we used some restraint. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think I think man, when you're sitting there and you don't have a pick, um, I see some players that man, I'd really like to have that <laughs> that guy. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's a little there's not regret because then you think about okay, we wouldn't have been able to, you know, do these other things if if um, if we still had those picks. So. I feel I feel really good about about uh, where we ended up in this draft. You obviously could have drafted a receiver, any receiver, so to speak, by by waiting uh, at sixteen or nineteen since. Yeah. So there was such a long run of receivers. Yeah. What what made Olave the one you had to? Yeah. I, look, I think I think uh, I'm going to talk about just philosophy. You guys have heard me say this before. Um, we are of the philosophy that you you find somebody that you love and you go get them. And that's what we that's what we did here. Um, there was somebody that we really loved and, and went and got him and and the opportunity presented itself and you know, we're excited about that. He's he you know, his skill set, you know, fits what we we were looking for. And there was 
there was a number of good receivers in this draft. Um, and all of them would, would have helped us. And yet, I think, I think Chris is, is the guy that his skill set fits what we're looking for perfectly. In what sense? Yeah, just speed. You know, here's, here's what I like about all of our draft picks, for one thing. Tough, smart, they're all seniors, they're all captains. Um, um, you know, they fit the profile of what we want as, you know, as, as players in our locker room. And, and uh, so it begins with that. Why do you guys like seniors? I, I just think there's a maturity level that comes with that in general. We've, we've drafted plenty of juniors, and, and they've been great. But Mr. Benson would always ask me, um, man, is he a senior? Because he, he, wanted, he wanted guys that had, had, you know, had more experience and maturity. And I think there's a, there's a little bit to that. Yeah, it's a good a good question. So, you know, when when we look at our roster, we've got the, all these magnets up, right? And there's blank magnets that get us from, you know, where we're at to 90. And some of those magnets get filled in with draft picks. Some of them get filled in with college free agents. But there'll be a couple left over. And some of the magnets have, you know, comments on them. We must have a player at this position that can, you know, is ready to play in the NFL right now. And some of them are needs, some of them are musts, and some of them are just wants. We call that, you know, that's the way we categorize them. And so, um, you know, when, when the, um, you know, college free agents, you know, when that thing gets done, we're going to have a couple blank magnets, and and um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look toward free agency, the remaining free agents, veteran free agents that are out there, and uh, maybe even the trade market. You know, we'll see. Will any of those say must? Um, yeah. One of them will, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, not really. You guys can guess that. You, you, you probably know it already. Yeah, um, well, we liked, you know, that whole top group of receivers um, and, could, and, and had a vision for each one of them on our roster. But um, I, I would say that, uh, you know, the guys there, and it was close. I'm not, you know, when we say we, we coveted one over the other, it was, it was really close. I mean, you take any of them. But we also knew that there was going to be a run on receivers early and getting one of them at, our position at 16 was probably unlikely despite, uh, you know, there was a number of these mock drafts that had a couple of these guys falling to us, and that gets it a little enticing, but but um, the way we saw the draft unfold, we didn't think that was going to happen. Did you, knowing, knowing that you guys have had limited draft capital this year, what, what made you comfortable drafting Delonte uh, in the second round and kind of like a position strength that something you guys have done? Yeah, I think that that comes down to um, that comes down to you know you get to the point where you, man you got to take the best players because look early on in the draft when you have a, a group of players that are close together at different positions you can pick the position that you know that you most need but later in the draft oftentimes you know you only have one or two magnets up there and and they're at they may not be at the positions where you have the the must magnet. Was, was adding a cornerback a, a priority, or was that just an opportunity? I'd say uh, opportunity. You, you guys got Paulson there. You played well last year. Yeah. Do you, do you like just building on that strength? Yeah, absolutely we do. Absolutely we do. I think Jeff's talked about that before, about building a strength, and, and uh, particularly at a position that's you know a high-value position. Did, uh, when you say you You guys had your own projections that were a little different than some locks you saw. Did you guys correctly predict that no quarterbacks would go before you guys were on the board? I mean, was that something you anticipated? Um, it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Depends on the day. And did you kind of go into this draft assuming that that, that, was never, that position was never going to line up for you? It
Yeah, I, I don't know that we assume that. But look, we had those guys on the board in, 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 in good spots. You know, there's a lot of qualities about each of them that we like, but um, we didn't really have the opportunity to take them when, when you know, when we valued them. Yeah, obviously, a lot of senior bowl guys again this year. You know, what about the senior bowl just kind of commends itself to, to finding? Yeah, I don't think that's conscious conscious by us um obviously we get you know that's an extra look an extra evaluation we send our pretty much our whole staff to the senior bowl so we have a lot of eyes um on players there we you know we're pretty thorough you know with interviews and and jim nagy and their staff there is really accommodating you know not just to us but to all the teams and so it's we just get more information and, and um you know the more you're around you know players i think the more you you end up liking them, so, but I, it's not a conscious thing by us. You know, it's not it's not a box that we're checking um, when we're going through this process. You know, that that um, the guy was at the Senior Bowl. Mickey, have they done anything at the Senior Bowl better in the last um, like four or five years? Because it seems like everybody replacing that team, they, they get jobs. Yeah. Well, look, I think first of all, you know. Again, Jim and his staff do a great job of evaluating um, the players that they invite, and and they make it a great experience. Um, obviously, because you know those players are getting drafted, that makes future players want to go there. They 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 realize it's an opportunity to um, um, to put their best foot forward, and so I think I think the experience for the players number one is 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 good, and I and I think the opportunity for us to you know get information has been really good, and especially you know the previous couple of years you know during COVID that was difficult, and that but yet it was another opportunity. So. Yeah, you know that's just part of the evaluation, that, you know, and what our coaches do, and and. Um, you know, we've had some success, you know, with Jari Evans, and there's been some other guys, uh, Juwan Bushrod, for example. You know, we've had some some linemen from, um, you know, from smaller schools be successful, and, and uh, you know, Doug Marone was a big part of that process when he was here before, so um, we're not afraid to take, you know, guys and let, let, let our eyes, you know, we trust our eyes. We trust the eyes of, of our scouts and, and our coaches. Yeah, he's big and athletic, <laughs> right? Um, and he's got a little mean streak, too. So you'll give us a list of UDFA so we can uh, wrap up and go? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I, do, I, do ask, I do want to ask you about that, though. What, yeah. Why do you think that's, that's been an area that you guys have kind of excelled in recent years and gotten yeah. impact players? Yeah. Um, that's a good question, you know, because, look, we pay a lot of attention to it. I think a lot of teams do. Um, I, you know, I think, I think this is one area that our scouts are particularly adept at and understand, man, how does this, how does this guy fit our team? They have, they, our scouts do a good job of having a vision for some of these players that maybe our coaches and other uh, – maybe we've only had one or two looks at them in terms of, of the scouts – and yet they they understand our team. Our coaches do a great job of communicating with our scouts about what they're looking for. And our players, players, uh, excuse me, our scouts have a good eye for those players that fit what our coaches want. And so, yeah, we've had a lot of success in that area. And and it's uh, I think you know when when the drafts get evaluated, we we kind of forget about those guys that have had success here and. Um, I mean, you guys can go through the list of guys in the last 10 years, 12 years that we've had that are college free agents that have had success. And I think it's a pretty extensive list, and I'd match it against anyone's. Is, is that an area where you can take some of maybe the prototype stuff that, that yep. you do and maybe not look at it as hard? Like, like with somebody in the obvious case. Like yeah, I think sometimes you're looking for, maybe it's not prototype, but you're looking for some unique or elite trait um, or some unique or elite production, which in Deontay's case he had, you know, in, in school and, and um, yeah. Um, one, one position you guys didn't address in free agency or the draft, really, running back, um, 
not knowing Alan's status in particular. Yeah. It, does some of that have to do with you really were impressed with what you saw from Mark when he came back and he saw a lot of well, yeah, I mean, certainly we're familiar with Mark. I, I think part of that is opportunity, and, and, and look, the, the, we didn't have a pick in the third and fourth round. There was a lot of running backs taken. There was a run of running backs taken, as I recall. It was about the third round, right? Um, but it's, there's a magnet there, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the blank ones. Yeah, but, um, but do you feel pretty good about yeah. where Mark is yeah, we at do. this stage, I guess? Absol absolutely, yeah, we do. Anything else? Thank you, guys. Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the New Orleans Saints, wrapping up the Saints portion, at least the draft, not the work, as he talked about, undrafted free agents. He talked about restraint, a lot of different things that went into their five picks today. Mike? Yeah, and also the Saints have come to terms with Jack Corner, a three-year starter at free safety at Iowa. Guess what he was at Iowa, Mike? Team, team captain. Team captain. I'm tell you, man. It's, well, we love the team. Holy you know, cow. We love leaders. <clears throat> leaders we love man. leaders. Le experienced and, leaders. Yeah. And, and two LSU guys, Glenn Logan went to Destrahan. He is signing with the Packers. And Darrell Evans, who started his career at Nickel State, transferred to LSU. He's agreed to terms with the New York Giants. Now, is that the cornerback, Mike? Cornerback. Yeah. And Ryan Wright who we talked about, the big punter from Tulane. He's agreed to terms with the Minnesota Vikings. Now, uh, you know, the one thing, um, you know, Mickey says, you know, the success, uh, you know, because some people, you know, they only look at big schools. Like, ah, oh, he went to Northern Iowa. How good he could be. Okay, then Mickey brings up, uh, look where Jermon Bushrod and Jari Evans went to school. Then look at Willie Rofe. He went to like the, he went like he, he, uh, and, and then you look uh Teron Armstead. I, I was thinking more Teron Armstead, Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's like Southern or Grambling. So you look at though that's why when I look at uh, uh Trevor Penning at, at uh, Northern Iowa, do you know this is the second straight season a Northern Iowa offensive line was drafted. Last year, offensive tackle Spencer Brown went in the third round to the Bills. Bills. Yep. So, I mean, listen, if you can play, they're going to find you. It doesn't matter where you're going, how you develop. Now, the one thing that I thought was interesting, how the Saints are structured. You know, you always say you got to win in the trenches. Now, I don't know about Cesar Ruiz winning in the trenches. I hope he wins in the trenches. But look at this. In the mix, Look now that you add Trevor Penning, the Saints will have four first-round picks along their offensive line. Because you look at Trevor Penning. Joining Andrews Pete, 2015, Cesar Ruiz, 2020, Ryan Ramchick, 2017. So, Mike, four. You shouldn't uh, get uh, beat uh, up front then. Yes, all first-rounders. That's why we shouldn't win on the offensive line. Tay Martin, a young man who went to Ellender High School, started out at Washington State. And if last year you watched Oklahoma State play, he was unbelievable. Man, he torched Notre Dame. He's agreed to terms with the San Francisco 49ers. So, Tay Martin joins Ty Davis-Price. But Tay, Ellender High School, first guy, I told him this. I, I don't ever remember a dude from the Bayou going to Washington State. Yeah. Uh, he goes there, and then he leaves. Man, That's like a, a different uh, part of the world. And, I mean, uh, you know, you think about it. You're going from the Bayou to Washington. It's like a different country. <laughs> and then he ends up at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah, still Puts water. up some great numbers. And now he's going to San Francisco. Well, just, that's an easy drive. <laughs> yeah, so right. let's do this. Let's wrap it up. And so... Heck of a draft. Five players answered some needs, make the fans happy, and yep. you got to do both at the same time. Yep. So I'm going to go each of you. Just give me your – this football team, this organization is better following this draft because why? Because I think uh, they address the, uh, the offense. Uh, look, uh, we need an offense at least middle of the pack, not 27 or 28. And I think uh, Trevor Penning and Al Alave uh, – and hopefully Mickey maybe has that diamond in the rough that uh, veteran free agent he might bring on board. Boy, I, I would love. You want to talk to who that nation go uh, crazy? What they got Jarvis Landry? What? Okay. With the uh, wide receiving core, uh, would that be awesome or what? It'd be awesome. But here's my deal. The big glaring weakness that we'd have is that safety, Tyron Matthew. Uh, honey. But, 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 okay, if you only could pick one, who do you think they would – would they go more after Jarvis or Honey Badger? I think, I think you can go either way. I think they go after Honey Badger. 
Okay. That that, might... That's just my opinion. Yeah. Because they right. have not addressed that receiver. I, 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 I so, think, Bobby, you're going offense just just in general. Uh, well, just, and, look and, at this and, team, and, what they and, did. And, and, and then Jameis Winston have no excuse. Right. Uh, come on, you got all these weapons now? Come and, on. Well, I don't think Jameis uses excuses. No, I know. I, I'm I mean, just saying can... the supporting cast, though. Yeah. But the addition of you, if you can get a healthy Michael Thomas. Yes. And Chris Olave comes in, how much that can help your offense. All right, you guys stink, man. No, you no, guys no, stink. No, you no. know, here's what I'm going to say, because, uh, you know, let me, I'm going to give you this a stat first, because this, this is what led me to think about this. So the Saints were ranked 31st in NFL passing yards, yeah, yep. 192 per game. But you can kind of go, well, is that a wide out? Is it good passes, right, bad right. passes, whatever. And, you know, four different starting quarterbacks. But wide receivers and tight ends last <laughs> in the NFL for combined receptions per game, 11.8. 11.8. Michael Thomas, in a typical game in 2019, that was a game a for game, him. A game, every game. That's now that's catch. the combined average of wide receiver well, and tight end catches for this football team. Hold on, I'm almost yeah. there. So how much last year did we spend on the wide receiver room? What, tell me about the way it's, it's just, it was weak. You well, know, but it was all every week. But well, now. Well, th- that's why even though you got a defensive head coach, he has enough common sense. It's like, no, I, I-, I want to keep getting defensive players because that's my uh, background. We got to get the offense better. We, we, got, a to- we got a top five defense. We got to get the offense you better. Th- 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 that's unacceptable. Yep. The pitch they and catch did. combination. Yeah, exactly. Mike Thomas, Callaway, Hardy, yep. Traquan Smith, and now Chris Olave. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Donnie Rouse, Engineer Luke Augusta, Dave Potter, who's been back at the studio. Of course, Christian Garrett, Deuce McAllister, who were with us earlier on, Bobby Abair, Mike Dettelier. I'm Mike Oss. Thanks for joining us for Draft Fest 2022. We'll see you soon. All Mini right. camp right around the corner. Yeah, Give it a good night. Bear. Yeah, bon the wheel, hey, y'all. Good night, people. Who that? Come see me and Mike at the Silver Slipper uh, Monday night. Four to seven. And Christian Garrick, 1030 to 1230 with Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow morning. Who that? Good night, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.